The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Outlander Business, the two-seater commercial SUV with over 2,000 litres of cargo space, two-ton towing capacity and legendary four-wheel drive technology. MitsubishiMotors.ie Yes, it's time for the Right Hook Health Check with Kira Kelly. Uh, Kira, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, Bobby. Firstly, uh, can I say to you that uh, as uh, as a doctor, I thank you for uh, your text and your tweets that you sent me during my recent illness. Ah, it was very, very, very nice to hear from a medical person like yourself. So ah, t- I thank you for that You're more than welcome. Now, every week we uh, focus on how to treat and take care of our own personal health by answering uh, the questions with Kira Kelly. If you've got any questions, you can text them to us here. 53106, it'll cost you 30 cents. So, Kira, let's start. Um, hi, George and Dr. Kira. Uh, partner 47, that's the age, obviously, has awful pains in his hands, feet and arms. Uh, pain moves from limbs, describes pain, a shouting, burning sensation. Poor strength in hands at times. He went to doctor about three years ago and was told it was a muscle spasm and was given Valium in brackets, which he didn't take. It's back for a while and seems worse. He is a smoker and with a poor appetite, but fit. Thank you and happy Easter. A lot in that, I think. There is a lot in that. Um, I think first, I, I, I would suggest, Bobby, that those pains are not shouting, but likely to be shooting. Okay. That's a typo. <laughs> but that's fair enough. And we um, don't know if that was him or the producer, yeah, well, but that's exactly. okay. Let's blame the producers. But um, So he's got shooting, burning pain and they're in his limbs his hands, his feet. That's a neurological condition. Um, burning pain until proven otherwise is, is nerve pain. So he has what's known as a peripheral neuropathy. As to why he has it, we we can't really say on the show, but he does need to go back. And there's something very interesting in, in that uh, text into us because he said he's had it for three years. He was told three years ago it was something it hasn't resolved and now he's, he's on to us. I would say to anybody, if you go and see your doctor once and they say, oh, it's probably this and then you never go back, but you have the thing for years, your doctor may well have been wrong or may have been giving you his first best guess, but obviously something may have evolved. This person needs a full neurological workup because I don't know why they have this neuropathy, but they do and they need a neurological examination and they may need some types of investigations. They may need an an MRI of their brain. They may need... um, nerve conduction studies and that kind of thing but they need to be investigated because there's something going on and this isn't right and Valium isn't the appropriate treatment I was going to ask you about that is the Valium no Valium is is no Valium and what about the fact that he's a smoker with a poor appetite is that relevant? Um, well, it's 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 a concern to me in terms of his health because smoking is generally speaking extremely bad for your health across the board with so many things, and a poor appetite is not good either. But forty seven is young, you know. It's 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 no age at all, mm. really. Um, but why he has this, we don't know. But he needs to go back, and he needs an, a neurological workup on this, and he needs to be investigated. He may, in fact, need to be sent to a neurologist. But um, Valium is not the appropriate. This is not muscle spasm. You'll probably notice that unlike George, I'm not giving medical opinions. I'm just asking. I'm just asking the <laughs> it questions. Makes a, a very refreshing <laughs> I'm just change, to be questions. honest, Bobby. Okay, what does Kira think of the reports over the last number of days saying that Ireland may be, may be uh, the most obese uh, country in Europe by 2025? Will be, I'd say. Um, I, I think sadly they're unsurprising. Uh, we do have an issue in this country. Our obesity levels are not moving the way we want them to move. They had kind of plateaued, but now this latest study from The Lancet looks like they're they're doing 
badly and that platter may in fact not have been correct. Um, we eat too much. The volume of what mm. we eat is too much and we're eating the wrong things. And it needs a multifaceted approach. It's, it's not just about personal responsibility. It needs public health approaches and initiatives. It needs education. Personally speaking, I think kids should have to do home economics all the way to the leaving cert so that they come out with the knowledge of cooking and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. And I also think that physical activity needs to be just put on the curriculum for schools yeah. all the way to the top well, every what day. About, what about countries, and I saw it written about during the week, about countries like Belgium that, you know, you'd say beer, mussels, french fries. When you look at their diet, you say, and these guys are well down the yeah. chart yeah. relative to us. We, it, some of it's about volume too. Yeah. You know, so portion size portion is really... Portion sizes, and, and think about that, that makes sense. You probably remember, Bobby, back in the, the day when we were all young, you'd eat a scone or something and they were they were small. They yeah. were, you know, they were little things and now they're big massive things like muffins we eat and it's the same thing with, with portions of food dinner plates have grown in sizes we're very generous the Irish we never like to look like we're being mean or that we're scrimping on things so we always like to kind of overfeed guests and restaurants like big portions and we like them too we eat more than we need in terms of volume but also it's the wrong stuff As someone who's lost nearly four stone I'll tell yeah. you a story when I went in to uh, get my all clear recently uh, a young Filipino nurse came out and she weighed me and she hadn't weighed me since I think it was October right and she, I went back into the waiting room to wait for the consultant. The next thing, she came back into the room and said, I need you to get up on the scales again. I think there's something wrong with it. So she confirmed that my, my weight was as was. And you look terrific. And I bet you, you feel the better of it. I do, but the also... the joints and the lower back and all really improve. But the, the other thing is, and again, uh, my one of my consultants said he wouldn't be saying this too loudly, but going into uh, my treatment with two stone to spare was actually uh, it actually the save the saviour of me. It meant I didn't have to be peg fed. Yeah. It meant that you know while you would say you, you know you should never off. be over you should never be overweight. It actually played to my absolute well, advantage. Well, in, in that specific instance, yes, because you can live. I don't mean this in a bad way, but you can kind of live off your own fat. Yeah. And, and and people do do that, but in the main, Bobby, it's not to be recommended although listen, not a diet I, I'd recommend I, folks I'm delighted it's gone so well obviously. not a diet I'd recommend healthy 29 year old male goes to the gym regularly not overweight I've had a huge sudden loss of libido in the last six months I don't use steroids and I eat healthily Hard to know what's going on there. Sometimes when you are exercising and working out a lot, there is a knock-on effect on your sex hormones like testosterone um, and may, sometimes your other hormones like your thyroid function and stuff like that. I would suggest he probably needs a hormone profile taken. Um, sometimes one of the things that does affect libido is fatigue. So bear in mind if he's become a real gym bunny and he's going out and exercising for an hour every night and falling back home into his bed, he may not be interested in sex. He may just be knackered. Um, so... Possibly needs a blood test, but also needs to look at his lifestyle, make sure he's not doing too much. Because if you are fatigued from doing too much, um, sex tends to fall down the, the sort of priority list. So really, he should examine his lifestyle over the last and see if there's anything that has changed yeah. in his lifestyle that, yeah, yeah. that uh, has Absolutely. resulted in this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, one live one just coming in. I have a 50 year old type one diabetic. My foot is swollen and slightly painful. I can't go for walks with it. And hence, I'm not getting exercise and I'm putting on weight. My belly is also getting bigger. Any suggestions? OK, type one diabetes is very difficult for people and there's no two ways about it. Can you it. explain the difference between type 1 and type 2 for me? The, it used to be called insulin dependent and non-insulin dependent. Right. Although nowadays some of our type 2s are so bad that they're actually insulin dependent too. But type 1 tends to come on earlier and tends to be in the main exclusively insulin dependent and all that kind of things. So you get it as a, at a younger age and has a big familial content uh, or, or, you know, it, sort of 
association whereas type 2 is often to do with your weight um, type 1 is very difficult to manage it's mm. usually harder to manage the blood sugars and people do get complications earlier and so this guy is 50 and has a swollen foot a swollen foot now there could be loads of different reasons why he has a swollen foot sometimes the joints are affected sometimes the circulation are is affected but also sometimes people get um, infections when they have diabetes so they get cellulitis and stuff like that I think he probably needs to go to a doctor and see why his foot is sort of hot and red and swollen in case he needs something to be done with his foot but bear in mind this and this is very important even if you cannot exercise you should be able to maintain your weight or lose weight by adjusting your diet because diet amounts sort of accounts for rather about 70% of the sort of the impact on weight loss. So exercise accounts for about 30% and diet is about 70%. So if you manage your diet sort of sufficiently, you should still be able to manage your weight or lose weight. It is all about what you eat. You know what I mean? You can't outrun a bad diet. So, So even if you're sedentary, you should be able to eat, although you will have to eat obviously less, and maintain or lose weight. So okay. he needs to look at what he's eating. It's difficult because with, with type 1 diabetes, he probably needs a little bit of little and often. But um, he needs to look at this because gaining weight whilst diabetic, whilst having problems with his feet and everything, it's really a recipe for, for very poor health. Okay. Uh, this is the Right Hook Health Checkup with Dr. Kira Kelly. Keep those texts coming in. We have loads of them and it's great uh, that I know absolutely nothing about <laughs> medical matters and I could just keep putting the questions to Kira. I have a condition called, and uh, if my pronunciation is incorrect, please tell me. I think it's lichen sclerosis. It's exactly right. You did much better than George would have. Uh, which I think might go hand in hand with my autoimmune thyroid and B12 deficiency. Anyway, a year ago, my gynecologist sent me home with a tube of Dermavate. It's a it's a steroid cream, yeah. Now I have another flare up. Help! It's in my Volvo area. That's from Anya. Uh, lichen sclerosis, which is exactly pronounced correctly, Bobby, um, usually affects mucous membranes. So it does affect the vulval area. It sometimes affects people inside their mouths as well. Um, it is it's kind of white, itchy plaques, uh, and people get them, and they can be quite uncomfortable. The treatment is steroids. So what does what does Anya do? She takes steroids. She continues to put the Dermavate on. She needs a checkup though fairly regularly because sometimes it can be a condition that is a precursor for other nastier conditions and so you watch it and you do watchful waiting and you treat it when it flares up with the steroid cream and that's all she needs to do really is treat it for the symptoms and keep an eye on it so she needs to go back for a checkup with her gynae maybe once a year or once every sort of 18 months between every 6 to 18 months depending on how bad it is really and that's all she needs to do but slap back on the Dermavate make an appointment with the gynaecologist Okay, this says Dr. Kelly, not Dr. Hook. (laughs) Uh, I have friends from Cork with children who could benefit from THC and CBD cannabis oil for epilepsy. In fact, one family moved to Colorado for cannabis treatment. The child is seizure free uh, and has much better standard of life. Do you think cannabis based medicines should be available here? I do. Do I do, Bobby. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that I think cannabis should be freely available for every ache and pain. I'm not saying that, but I certainly think where there is evidence and there is evidence for some neurological conditions like epilepsy, MS, MS, MN, some cancer patients and people who have intractable pain and stuff like that, that there is very good evidence to suggest that cannabis is a beneficial drug. I see no reason to deny patients, for example, who are appropriately being treated with morphine. Morphine, so why would I deny them cannabis? That's not the same thing as saying that everyone should have cannabis or Mm. every patient should have cannabis. But within the correct parameters, I absolutely do think it should. And I would go further. I would say it should be removed from what used to be um, the... What was (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a Labour uh, TD who was no longer a Labour TD, but from the, the Minister for Drugs and Equality and all that, and put under the auspices of the Minister for Health because there's only a fudge that it is not there. Patients should not be denied yeah. good drugs uh, when they need them. Yeah, and, and I think you make a, a very good comparison there with morphine. Well, I mean, if we uh, give patients morphine and Valium yeah. and all these things, those drugs should only ever be used appropriately and cannabis should also only be used appropriately. But why would you deny a patient with cancer or MS or something yeah. a drug that could help them? I know, I think that's a really good point. And, and I think people with these tri- with yeah. these conditions are unlikely to be abusers. No, They're looking for all. a medical solution, no, not, not a high. And, and some of those conditions like MN and MS... The patients do suffer. They do suffer pain and stiffness and the same thing with cancer and they suffer loss of appetite and all of these things. And we know that cannabis, that there's very good evidence to suggest that cannabis is suitable in certain forms for those patients. And I don't think that it's actually right that we're denying them, you know, the cannabis at the moment. Uh, We've loads coming in. Keep them coming. Uh, Female, 42, pain in coccyx, but don't recall falling or hurting myself. Sore to sit and walk. That sounds painful. Yeah, your coccyx is your your tailbone. Sometimes people would, Mm. would, would refer to it as and you can actually get inflammation in your tailbone without any kind of, of injury. Sometimes people do get it from sitting down really hard. If they have a fall or something and they land on their on their bottom, they, they will hurt it and that will be painful. But you can actually get it for no reason at all and it can be excruciating. And what do you do? Well, you take medication, you take anti-inflammatories for it or painkillers if you can't tolerate anti-inflammatories. And for a period of time, you may want to sit on one of those kind of donut shaped cushions because mm. it can be really sore and it can be genuinely, it almost sounds like one of those conditions that people kind of make a laugh of because you know your 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 bum is sore and hugely painful but it's and then and difficult and people, to speak about. People can't yeah. sit, so I would suggest getting the proper cushion and starting to take medication. It will pass, but it will take a little bit of time usually. Nice one here from D says Bobby. Delighted to hear you back in good health. I'm enjoying the show. Twenty uh, four year old male. How much eyebrow hair loss is normal? Eyebrow hair loss. I'm noticing a lot lately. Somebody losing the hair in their eyebrows? Uh, that, well, that's unusual, okay? Now, you can you lose hair on, on your eyebrows for a couple of reasons. One is, if you have an underactive thyroid, you will sometimes lose the outer third of your eyebrow. So, you know, when your eyebrow kind of goes up and then comes back down again, that kind of has an arch, you lose the outer rim of the arch. That's sometimes associated with an underactive thyroid. You can also lose eyebrows as part of a generalised alopecia where you're losing hair from everywhere like people lose eyelashes and eyebrows and hair on their head if they have um, alopecia totalis or universalis. Specifically, other reasons for that I, I can't really think of any. Is this person asking this, I wonder, for themselves or for somebody else? A 24-year-old male, um, it looks like it's for himself. If it's for himself, he needs to get a blood test to make sure that he's um, got adequate iron, that he doesn't have an underactive thyroid yeah. and those types of things. Just anything like that, that's a bit weird. You the just want to get checked re- out. Yeah, because it is yeah. a bit weird. And the reason I asked was he asked for somebody else is sometimes people lose their their, um, eyebrows other people would notice you've lost your eyebrows because some people are in the habit of uh, a nervous habit of plucking them Um, so I was just wondering was that maybe somebody talking about somebody else who didn't realise they'd been pulling out their own eyebrows but it's a reasonably unusual thing unless it's part of of a global alopecia or unless it's part of maybe a thyroid condition um, wow, loads of texts here. Hi, Kira. I'm 46 and have a mad itch on both ankles, especially at night. Uh, on blood pressure medication, any ideas? That's from Gemma. Um, no, no ideas except for, well, itchy ankles are used to be very much associated with things like scabies. But there is 
a blood pressure medication called amlodipine, which does cause your lower limbs to swell. And when your lower limbs swell and the skin gets tight and a bit stretched, that can cause itch in the same way people's tummies get um, itchy when they're pregnant because the skin is getting stretched and tight. If she's on amlodipine and her ankles are swelling, that could be the cause of the itch and she may want to have her medication looked at. Sounds like as well, if you're trying to get a night's sleep and your ankles are itchy, ah, seems like make, a bit of a make nightmare. Make sure though that she doesn't have scabies. And, and no offence to you, whoever you are, my Gemma. friend. Gemma, because scabies are not associated with you being dirty or anything. You just have to come in contact with the mite and be unlucky. Um, and there are treatments over the counter in the chemist if you do. Alison in Tralee asks us, Kira, could that diabetic have gout in his foot uh, slash feed, feet? Certainly. Gout? A- anybody who has uh, a monoarthritis, which is which is a, a kind of a painful inflammation in a single joint, could have gout. You can have gout. It doesn't have to be your big toe. People always think it's your big toe. It can certainly be your big toe, but it can also be a knee or an elbow or whatever as well. But diabetics can often get conditions called things like Charcot's joints, where they actually get problems specifically with their feet and, and that are quite painful. Here's one addressed to me. I don't know why. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> Getting really dry hands lately and an achy, stiff pain in my right foot. Also very tired if I eat carbs. Could I have type 2 diabetes that's from Ed down in the IFSC that wouldn't be a typical picture what I would say Ed is use some hand cream Little have a great one called uh, SOS and it's 99 cent and I don't work for Little but it's cheap and I always like when people can get stuff for cheap that's good and effective it's in a red and white tube Um, as to why you're tired when you eat carbs People often ask me that and say, am I diabetic? I'm tired when I eat carbs. And then you screen them for it and generally they're not diabetic and it turns out they just eat too many carbs. Um, And as to why he has a problem with his feet, I really don't know. That seems to be quite a lot of uh, different kind of unconnected symptoms there. Um, I would suggest if you have multiple symptoms though going on, maybe you need to go and get a checkup. Okay. My 17-year-old daughter has been suffering from mouth ulcers, lots of them and they're very sore. Using Bongella but not much good, what else might help? I think... 17-year-old with mouth ulcers, first of all, we need to kind of look at mouth hygiene. So she needs to clean her teeth, she needs to floss, she needs to clean her tongue, which means basically putting the toothbrush on your tongue in the same way you do it on your teeth. And also the things that go between your teeth, picks. Yeah, yeah, because if you do have a bacterial colonisation in your mouth, which you can do if you're not using the flossing and and the picks and all that kind of stuff... um, you can be prone to things like ulcers from, from having a kind of a, a bacterial overgrowth. There are other conditions, there are other gastroenterological conditions that are associated with um, kind of regular mouth ulcers and recurrent mouth ulcers. So you may want to go and talk to your doctor because there are some kind of gastro conditions that can do that and that, that, that would be a bit technical for us to describe on the show. Um, but I would suggest as a basic thing to start with mouth hygiene and maybe a good mouthwash as well an antibacterial mouthwash and if they are recurrent beyond that maybe a checkup because it is a little bit unusual this is this must be a very popular slot because I can't believe the amount of texts that are coming in. We are in. so oh, popular here. You and George. If, must if, be if you really heard the filth, right that George, on the money here. The filth that George usually comes well, out with, Bobby, you'd know why. Well, you're all right. You won't be getting that from me. I can tell you. <laughs> uh, I have a terrible uh, black veins on on both legs. Can you ask the doc if laser is worthwhile? I'm so embarrassed. I never wear dresses or shorts even in the summer. It's an awful feeling. When everybody suggests pulling shorts or swimming togs on, especially at the seaside, please, please, please help me. That's from Maria. I would say to Maria, absolutely go and get this sorted out because 
broken veins in your legs and varicose veins in your legs are all treatable by a vascular surgeon. They can be injected, they can be lasered, you can have full-blown surgery if you need it. There's a variety of, of approaches. If George was here, he'd tell you now all about having his leg lasered a, half a dozen times and then he would tell you that I've had my leg lasered too by the same guy because he tells everyone. But, yes, get it done, get it sorted because the worst part of that whole text is it's an awful feeling. I, I hate hearing that people are living their lives no. feeling embarrassed or mm. held back by something that's very simple to have You can fixed. almost see the pain in her text yeah, there, you know, can't she's kind you? of going, oh, I can't wear shorts, I can't go yeah. swimming. Of course you can. Get back into the shorts, get back out swimming, get your leg fixed. It's no biggie. It's really no biggie. It's very straightforward. Don't, don't let this hamper how you live your life. Right. Um, and then, George, can you ask the doctor if very poor stamina and slight shortness of breath uh, when walking are stress-related? That's from Mike, age 51. I would have to say... No, because mm. mostly um, things like stress give you a little bit of shortness of breath or, or that kind of feeling when you're sitting there angsting and worrying. Here's the bad thing, Mike. Until proven otherwise, you are a 51-year-old man with decreased exercise tolerance and shortness of breath on exertion. You need to go and have your heart checked. There you go. Um, you just need to. We're not saying there's anything wrong with you, but you need to go and you need to go soon and have your heart checked because men are clearly quite vulnerable to heart disease. It's the biggest killer in the country of both men and women. Please go and get it checked. It's very simple. You go to your GP, you have some blood tests, you have an ECG and maybe you're referred for a stress test. But get it checked because... It's very, very manageable, but we need to know if you have a problem. Uh, thank you, everybody, for sending in your texts. We don't have time for two anymore. I'm going to do one more, Kira. What does Kira think about generic medicine? I like generic medicine because I think health is expensive and it's expensive to get right and it's expensive to give patients the kind of care that they deserve. And so if you can save money by substituting what is in effect, you know, Aldi beans for, for Heinz beans why not when you're still getting the beans do you know what I mean yeah. so I don't see any point in spending money on big brand drugs when there are other equivalent drugs that are much much cheaper and many of them are made in Ireland many of the generics are made in Ireland so for example there's a, a currently an oral contraceptive pill that's in short supply we don't have to name it and it's 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 quite difficult for us to get. I think it costs about 17 euros a month for people who are on it. There's a generic version made in Ireland that costs 8 euros a month. I don't care that the expensive one is in short supply. Yeah. Go on to the Irish generic. It does the same thing. I think generics are great. OK, well, well done. Listen, I've enjoyed our medical chat. <laughs> it's not something I've had a great experience <laughs> of, but I really have a great... Dr. Kira Kelly Thanks, there. Baby. Thank you so much for coming in. It's great to see you again.